Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I want you to know that I You podcast by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris. Go away, you fur. With me this week is Andy, Gopher Guy 05. This is the podcast where we give real time analysis of the State of the Union, right? Go away. No, we're not taking that on. I don't want the comments. And you street. Hey, y'all. No, Andy. No. I, I, you watched I, that in silence. I, I met the State on, of the Union side. of the Horizon League as we're watching a, a barn burner between Oakland and IUPUI, right? Right? Why are you using a we on that? In what world are you, am I watching IUPUI well, just like, right Just now? like you shouldn't drink alone, you probably shouldn't watch upper-level seeded <laughs> games of low-level mid-major tournaments alone. So I'm just looking for some companionship. I mean, I feel, I feel like that's probably a good uh, rule of thumb. Does it cancel it out? Is it like a double negative if you watch that alone and drink alone? I mean, then you just really are trying to kill yourself early. So I suppose. Yeah, double negative. It cancels. It cancels out. So all you need right now is some alcohol, and you're fine. All will be right with the world. Well, uh, we remain a hockey blog because we've just got, you know, banners getting dropped by both men and women's hockey, uh, which, God, I don't know, a month and a half ago, that didn't seem very likely to me. Uh, So uh, this is a good reminder to all of you that I am uh, an idiot and should not be trusted. Uh, Andy, talk us through, I mean, basically, obviously, the men... The men had a great weekend, uh, outscoring Wisconsin, I believe, by the score of something like seventy-nine to zero over the two two weekend games. Uh, but regardless of that, Michigan also struggled getting swept by Notre Dame. So really, it was just uh, you know it was a good time all around. Uh, talk us through just exactly what happened uh, to allow the Badgers to be so uh, handily defeated. Yeah, you know, it definitely was a, a very good weekend around here. Um, you know, Minnesota went into the weekend down two points to the Wolverines, so they needed to, to basically sweep Wisconsin and get at least a little bit of help from Notre Dame. And as you said, uh, they ended up getting a lot of help from Notre Dame and easily took care of the Badgers. Uh, Gophers picking up an easy 5 nothing win on Friday. Culver's get culverized. Uh put them in first place in the conference after uh, Notre Dame beat Michigan 4-1 on Friday and pretty much set up so that Minnesota had nothing but uh, their own uh, destiny to deal with. 
Uh, lo and behold, they didn't even need that, as basically about three minutes into the start of the uh, Gopher Badger game on, on Saturday, uh, Notre Dame beat Michigan again 2-1, to one, clinching the Big Ten for the Gophers. Uh, and then they went on to celebrate just putting uh, eight, eight goals up on the Badgers on Saturday night. Uh, Wisconsin looked like a team with about ten minutes left in the game that had zero interest in wanting to be there. And Minnesota just turned it into a shooting gallery, which is actually kind of fun because... You know, sometimes they just need to play like that, and they even in tight games, they should just start shooting the puck because good things happen when that happens, as they, they learned. Um, garbage goals count the same as, as non-garbage goals, but uh, a really nice pair of wins. Uh, Justin Close, his first two collegiate shutouts back-to-back, uh, setting some history, the first gopher goalie. Uh, to have two back-to-back shutouts in the same series against Wisconsin since 1934. Um, and that got him the uh, Big Ten number one star of the week honors uh, today. Uh, ben Myers with the pure hat trick on Friday. Three goals in a row in the third period. Uh, would add another goal and an assist on Saturday. Uh I thought he had the first star locked up for sure, but he only got the third star of the week uh, with Close taking the first star, and then Matthew Glotta, the Notre Dame goalie, um, getting the second star. So it was a, it was a lot of positives. Uh, the Gophers hang a banner, their first Big Ten banner since uh, 2016. They now have five Big Ten championships in nine years, more than the rest of the conference combined, who split the other four. And Michigan and Michigan State still remain the only two Big Ten teams that have not won the regular season title. So, uh, Gophers get a first-round bye. They do not play this weekend thanks to winning the title, which is nice. Uh, the other six teams in the conference will go play against another. And uh, they will host a semifinal game uh, Saturday, March 12th. Uh, time to be figured out it'll be the lowest seed available and seeing how the uh, the big 10 was so top heavy this year uh it will be an epic upset of upset if it's not ohio state coming to uh coming to mariucci here in a week and a half so um gophers obviously swept a big series in columbus split with ohio state when they came here back in november so uh they definitely can beat the buckeyes in advance and uh, as the number one seed they would host the big 10 championship game the following saturday um, if they get past uh, whoever they play in the semifinals. So hopefully two more nice games at home before, uh, you know, that gets you a probable number one or very worst high number two seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question is, you know, with uh, Minnesota on a sweep, Michigan getting swept, what kind of shakeup did you see at the top of the pairwise um, in terms of Michigan dropping, Minnesota rising at all? Yeah, Michigan still is up there. Uh, they've got they've got several different comparisons, so I think they still are hanging out at, at number two in the pairwise right now. Minnesota State uh, is, would be the number one overall national seed if they were doing the pairwise this weekend, which of course they're not. Um, and there's still plenty of time to, to move around. Uh, but the Gophers are basically right now in almost a, a dead heat for the number three spot with Denver. Denver just slightly ahead of the Gophers. Um, and so they sit in the number four slot, um, with Western Michigan and North Dakota right behind them. So, uh, you know, Minnesota not playing this week is sort of at the mercy of, of what happens to the schools around them. Um, but basically, the the way the format works now is assuming Minnesota wins in the in the semifinals uh, against again probably Ohio State, but to be determined. Um, there really isn't much room for movement. Like I said, they're they're pretty much 
barring something crazy happened, locked into either you know, that number three or number four national seed or dropping back. And even if they drop back, they probably aren't going to drop any further than that two line. So um, there's a good chance that, that Minnesota, you know, like I said, will be a one or a two come NCAA tournament time. They can they can probably lock up a win. They for sure can lock up a win by winning the Big Ten tournament. Um, but even one win in, in the semifinals getting to the Big Ten championship game probably is pretty close to locking them up a one seed. Well, for the women, uh, they, you know, handled St. Thomas easily for the second weekend in a row. Um, feel free to talk as much or as little as you want about that because St. Thomas sucks. But uh, I think more importantly, I'm interested in uh, getting your take on how things are shaping up for the Frozen Faceoff uh, Gophers making their way uh, further into the WCHA postseason. Yeah, you know, St. Thomas put up a bit more of a fight as you might have expected for a team that uh, just sort of got embarrassed. Uh, the Gophers came away with the the sweep they needed to at home, but but St. Thomas definitely uh, made it a bit tougher this weekend than they did in the final weekend of the regular season. Uh, still, the Gophers pretty much cruised to their to their win. Um, yeah, and they are the number one seed as we head into the uh, final faceoff, and it's the top four seeds as expected. Uh, Minnesota play number four seed Minnesota Duluth at one o'clock on Saturday, uh, and the other semifinal North, uh, excuse me, Ohio State and Wisconsin will face Waffle against one another. Um, and there are lots of interesting things going on this weekend. Again, Minnesota, um, you know, they currently are the number one team in the pairwise, and they probably will stay there. Uh, well, they they are almost a given to stay one or two. Um, the only way they could drop down a little bit further would be if they lost to UMD, um, and then both Northeastern and Ohio State would win their respective conference tournaments. The Gophers could drop down probably as far as number three. I think there's even one scenario where they could drop down to number four. But Minnesota is pretty much locked into a home uh, NCAA quarterfinal. Um but if Minnesota can take care of UMD, they're pretty much locked into a one or a two. I think only Ohio State could leapfrog them if they would then beat the Gophers. They'd have to beat Wisconsin and then beat the Gophers in the WCHA championship game. So uh, Minnesota's got to like where they're where they're at right now. Um, you know, UMD had to go three games against Minnesota State. They uh, they did defeat the Mavericks in Game Three to advance. So um, the Gophers have fared relatively well against UMD this year, dropping only one game. Um, but it, it, you know, at tournament time, everything gets a little tight. Uh, so the Gophers are going to have to rely on their stars. Taylor Heisey, uh, who led the nation in scoring, was named the WCHA Offensive Player of the Year on Tuesday. Uh, Peyton Hemp was named the WCHA Rookie of the Year on Tuesday as well. Uh, Thursday is when the WCHA Overall Player of the Year comes out. Um, it's basically going to be down to either Heisey or defense uh, Sophie Jock from Ohio State, who won the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, she put up some ridiculous point totals as a as a defender this year, um, so it unfortunately wouldn't be a surprise if if she gets the award over Heisey, even though Heisey did lead the nation at scoring. Um, we'll we'll see how that all works out, but hopefully uh, Taylor Heisey can bring home some more individual hardware for the Gophers on on Thursday, and then they can take care of business. Uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, in the Twin Cities, all three games of the WCHA Final Faceoff will air on Fox 9+, Plus, uh, so you'll be able to watch both the Gophers and UMD semis along with the Ohio State-Wisconsin and then the championship game no matter who's playing in it on Sunday. So uh, NCAA Selection Show, 8 o'clock Sunday night on ESPNU, the first time 
the women's selection shows actually made it to TV as opposed to just uh, being streamed online. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it's good. It's, and I, I made the joke online to somebody else. It, it normally is about 10 minutes worth of content online, and this year it'll be 12 minutes worth of content and 18 minutes worth of commercials. But um, it, it's nice to still get some, some mainstream access and get, uh, get the treatment that a lot of the other uh, women's championships have gotten. So... Um, We'll check in. You know, we'll have all the updates on the blog, uh, both of the final face-off and where the Gophers are uh, are seated and who their opponents will be. But, uh, like I said, barring some crazy, crazy things, uh, we'll know that Minnesota for sure will be hosting a uh, NCAA quarterfinal on what is going to be a ridiculous day in Minnesota hockey on Saturday, March 12th. Um, not only will you have the women's NCAA quarterfinals, you'll have the men's Big Ten semifinals. But it's also state championship Saturday, the boys' high school uh, Class A and Class AA state championship games that Saturday as well. So um, good luck trying to schedule around all those. I know I know uh, the University of Minnesota would prefer not to have to play one of those two games going up against the AA state tournament championship game Saturday night, uh, but just schedule-wise, I'm, I'm almost wondering that if it's not going to be possible. So we'll see when the official times come out here uh, later this weekend, early next week, but hopefully they can avoid uh, not having uh, so many great hockey games all going on at the same time. Hey, Street, that, uh, you know, basketball season's kind of wrapping up here. It's not all the way done, but we're getting we're getting down to it for two teams that are not really, you know, going to do much with the postseason. Uh, what do you have this week for celebrations or laments? I suppose from a celebration standpoint, one of the big one would be that Sarah Scalia received second team All Big Ten honors. Uh, Deja Winters also uh, got something. What did she get again, Andy? Honorable mention. Uh, Ska- yeah, yeah Scalia right. was uh, named Big Ten by both the, the media and the coaches, and Deja Winters was named honorable mention by the media. There we go. Bailey Helgren tabbed as the school's sportsmanship award representative on the women's side. Uh, so that, I suppose, would be the main thing for the women. It's also the case that in their last regular season game, uh, Minnesota defeated Penn State 94-83. to Caddy uh, Sissoku and Sarah Scalia both dropped 32 points. So a whole lot coming from the two players who coming into the season, frankly, were the ones that you might expect on a kind of nightly basis to be putting up big point numbers and success. Uh, Sissoko, unfortunately, not as uh, impressive as the season as hoped so far. I think that would be the kind of superlative, the lament standpoint. There is zero reason why Minnesota should not have finished the season 9-9. Nine and nine. And they're going to have a very long road. Uh, should they win some games, they have a very long road in the Big Ten tournament. As a result, it would not surprise me that they have a reasonably early exit from the Big Ten tournament. Maybe, maybe not women's NIT, but I suspect uh, probably going to be done at the end of at the end of this week. They start their first game on Thursday in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, that sounds right. Thursday uh, for the men. Uh, the men lost to. 
Indiana in a game that was, once again, incredibly fun to watch after being incredibly boring for a long period of time. It was incredibly boring because Minnesota could not hit the broadside of a barn and also was not playing effectively on defense. So Indiana kind of had their way of doing whatever they wanted on both the offense and defensive sides of the floor. Indiana built up a really, really large lead to the point that I assumed the game was probably over, and if I wasn't, uh, a dutiful correspondent and writing recaps would have likely turned it off too. And then Minnesota probably went on like a 36-14 to 14 run over the last uh, 10 minutes of the game. Ended up losing by two possessions because of some misses at the end and then kind of extra free throws. Indiana made it interesting because they missed some free throws that frankly they shouldn't have missed. So that was the final regular season home game for the Gophers. They go on the road, they'll play both Maryland and then close at Northwestern. One would imagine they should go one and one on that particular stretch, but always hard to tell. Road games, end of the season, not really a whole necessarily lot to play for. Minnesota will then enter the Big Ten tournament and similarly have a very uphill road to get to the men's NCAA tournament. I think from a superlative Peyton Willis made several shots against Indiana that no one had any business making, and that was super fun. The lament is, at least against Indiana, there wasn't a talent reason why they were down so many points. That was more of a, the execution of the game was not helpful. They were taking a lot of early shots, doing a lot of kind of poor ISO, not getting the ball moving. So those kinds of things on the lamenting side. I will also say, for those who may have recorded the game but haven't watched it, that Indiana had, and it's a weird superlative because it's not about the University of Minnesota, but Indiana had, I think, one of the best defensive possessions from a scramble drill that I've seen a couple of years. The Gophers come down, get into a secondary break, and get a lot of open shot, a lot of openings, but of course looking for the best shot. So the Gophers on offense were doing exactly what you want to do. Get the defense, moving laterally, being late. They, there's a great individual effort, I think, by Rob Finnessy to sort of prevent an easy shot going up, thus forcing a kick. And then everyone on Indiana scrambles to a player and then switches. Minnesota eventually has to take a much worse shot than they would have anticipated. Indiana gets the rebound. The textbook, textbook scramble defense. I was incredibly impressed by that. I have one word for you. Stickers. You need stickers from Homefield Apparel. I have recently purchased uh, basically their entire supply, or at least their entire line of stickers. There's a fantastic Tulane Green Wave. They now have a Slippery Rock University, Rocky the Rock, in some sort of fur coat with a pennant. Go to homefieldapparel.com to check it out. You're going to love these stickers. And of course, there's all the comfortable, fantastic apparel. Homefieldapparel.com is the place to go. Make sure to use code DAILYGOPHER at checkout for 15% off your first order. That's homefieldapparel.com, code DAILYGOPHER. Well, Andy, it's time for another non-rev roundup, and you've got nothing but good news uh, to bring uh, in this week's edition. We've got good news for gymnastics, uh, championships for women's track and field, individual titles for men's swimming, 
uh, I'm just going to turn it over to you and close us out with some some uh, on, a, on a on a big high note. Well, we're we're just only bringing the positives. Um, you know, if we wanted to bring us down, we could talk about the Gopher baseball. No, we're team, not talking but... about baseball. Baseball doesn't <laughs> exist. I told you to go out on a high note, Andy. You were given instructions. <laughs> so high note, yes. Uh, the uh, Gopher gymnastics team they uh, they faced Iowa uh, at the PAV Friday afternoon, um, and, and they set a new school record. Uh, Minnesota f- recorded a team score of 198.025. That's the highest score the Gophers have ever scored. Uh, the first time they've gone over 198 points in school history. Um, and they didn't... Wait, dumb, even... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to... i got to yes. interrupt with a dumb question for somebody who doesn't watch college gymnastics. Is 200 the max? 200 would be the max, yes. That's okay. if you got a perfect 10 on every single event, which... Uh, that doesn't happen. So generally a, a national championship winning score is somewhere in the 198.4-ish, 198.5-ish range. So the, the fact that the Gophers now have joined the 198 club does mean that legitimately this, this gymnastics team on a good day has the ability to be a top five team in the country. Um, as we've said all along, I mean, they have some ridiculous, ridiculous talent on this team and and the nice thing is is you're seeing their depth get rounded out a little bit more um you know the 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 fact that they broke the 198 mark but they didn't set a school record on any individual event all the scores were just that high and that good um shows that they can still go higher which is which is really really great um you know as we said you know if you get 200 you get all perfect tens minnesota did get a pair of perfect tens on friday uh lexi rambler got a, a perfect 10 on the beam uh her first one this year her fourth uh perfect 10 of her career and uh, maya hooten who had a perfect 10 earlier in the season on the floor exercise she did it again against iowa uh, turning in a ridiculously impressive performance, another perfect 10 for her. Um, she was named the uh, Big Ten Gymnastics Event Specialist of the Week, uh, and Lexi Ramler for the 21st time in her career, just breaking her own Big Ten record, uh, was named the Big Ten Gymnast of the Week. So um, those two just doing doing the things that they do uh, between uh, Ona Loper, Maya Hooten, and Lexi Ramler, it's just ridiculously impressive to see how well they can show up uh, every single week um and they'll get a they'll get a fun non-conference uh meet this weekend friday night they head out to utah to face the utah utes um utah one of the better teams in the nation as well and they also feature uh freshman grace mccallum who is a minnesota native who was one of the uh, u.s olympic gymnasts last summer uh, so it'll be interesting. That will stream live on, I think, Utah's uh, website. They have a Pac-12 network basically lets you stream free for that. So if you want to watch that, it's 8 p.m. Friday night. Uh, you can you can check that out. Um, as we said, a couple other shout-outs. Congratulations to the uh, women's indoor track and field team. Back-to-back Big Ten titles. Uh, they locked it up uh, on the final event of the meet, the 4x400 relay. Um they uh, they needed a win there to, to ice the event, and, and they got it. Uh, Abigail Schaff with a uh, gorgeous final anchor run, icing the title for the Gophers. Um, they got a couple other individual titles besides the 4x400 relay. Uh, Bethany Haas won her th- uh, second consecutive 3,000-meter title. Um, and then... Uh, 
I guess that was the only other uh, individual win. They got several second place finishes. Uh, Bethany Haas won the 5,000 meters, or took second place in the 5,000 meters as well. Uh, Abby Coat Jackson second place in the in the mile, setting a new school record. Odell Fry took second place in the 600 meters, and then Abigail Schaff took second place in the in the 600 meters. Uh, so, uh, a lot of great individual performances. Um, the top 16 team. Uh, times in the nation, I haven't seen it officially yet, will compete. Uh, they'll make it to the NCAA championships, not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after uh, down in Alabama. So uh, I would expect Bethany Haas will make that trip. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether the 4x400 relay makes that final cut or not. So uh, either way, uh, that's the end of the Big Ten indoor season reminder of course this year that the uh only the women competed in the indoor season after the uh, elimination of the men's indoor track and field team uh but the men will get their action started here in a week as well as the women as they are starting the outdoor season down in florida here in a couple weeks uh the gophers will host the big 10 outdoor track and field championships on their new track uh later in may so um and as you said, one more. Max McHugh, uh, gopher swimmer, won his second uh, consecutive 100 and 200 breaststrokes at the Big Ten Championships. Uh, he also won both championships at the NCAA meet last spring. Uh, so McHugh just doing what he did last year uh, will be, again, a favorite to repeat at the NCAA Championships here at the end of the month. Uh, one more quick future shout-out. This weekend is the Big Ten Wrestling Championships. Um, Minnesota's team is sort of decimated by injuries, uh, but it will be the final Big Ten Championship opportunity for Gable Stevenson to go out with a bang, um, and you better believe he's looking forward to it. So uh, the, the finals will be, I believe, Sunday afternoon uh, at live on, I think it's on Big Ten Network, might might even be on ESPN. We'll have to look. I'll, I, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, Gable Stevenson looking to add one more Big Ten title uh, before he goes on to the NCAA championships and then the WWE. Andy, I need you to confirm for me. Uh, I was flipping through Twitter real quick, and it, it does appear to me as though Oakland, uh, IUPUI, Oakland's floor appears to be trash. Is that something you can confirm for me? Uh, it, it's, it's, they're very similar to the, uh, the Oregon floor where they've got the, they've got the special artwork, but, uh, I believe Oakland's actually has a, a grizzly bear, which is their mascot on the floor. Um, it does not work nearly as well as it does for the Memphis Grizzlies in the NBA. Um, but. You know, for all the crap that everybody gave to the Gophers for the shading of the floor a couple of years ago, at least we haven't done something weird like try and put some type of artistic design on it because they never end up looking good. Uh, no, disagree. Xavier's with the skyline of Cincinnati is pretty sweet. Uh, I believe you have a bias there, and I'm not going to accept that answer. <laughs> Uh, coming soon to a SkyU podcast, I want proposals from both Andy and Street for what should go as a, as a design on the Gopher floor if the Gophers ever went that way. So, be thinking. Be thinking ahead about that. I may quiz you for your input uh, in a future pod. 
But until we get to that, uh, this is the end of this week's edition of the Sky U Podcast. Uh, thanks again for listening. Keep an eye out for content related to all the great things we talked about. And in the meantime, go Gophers. Sky U Ma, row the boat.